gentlemen, this is the Source Material Comics Podcast. And Mark Radlich, you said the new Lieutenants of Metal, we got to cover it. And I said, okay, it's been a while. Been a while. So tell me about the new Lieutenants of Metal. Why Why this one? What, what made you go, uh, this tweaks my nipples. Let's talk about it. You know, I took my kids to the comic book store way back in the day. How far back? Way, way back. Way back. I'm, I was trying to stay away from like the Marvel, the typical Marvel and DC stuff. So I've been reading a lot of like Aftershock. I told you that like we did. Uh, I, I want to say we did like a what you're reading thing. And I was telling you about like Killer Man and all these other books. Oh, that yeah. I, I was just tr- I'm trying to like stick to the more like independent stuff, especially if it's like people that I know from Marvel and DC who stepped out and did maybe some other passion projects with a smaller publisher. Right. So so this so the, what we're talking about tonight is actually an image comic. The new lieutenants of metal, and so I'm walking around. I'm looking at the trades, and I'm looking at the indie trades, and I'm just trying to find stuff that might tickle my fancy. And you know me, I don't know if you know this or not, but years ago I started a metal album review podcast. I remember that. <laughs> you may have heard of it. I may have. <laughs> and uh, I happen to have a interest in heavy metal, and I thought, oh, this looks interesting. The new lieutenants of metal, and I kind of, you know, and I'm and it's by Joe Casey and Ulysses uh, Farinas. I know Joe Casey. I don't remember where I know him from, but I know Joe Casey. I've heard that name before. You know him from mostly. I mean, he's been in Marvel and in DC, so he's been with the big two. He's done a lot of Wildstorm stuff. Uh, in Marvel, he started in the late '90s. And he was actually on a book that I was picking up, which was Cable. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's he's had his hand in a lot of the X books. I knew the name sounded familiar. And then it was this metal thing. Plus, the the other side of that, let's flip it through the book. And the, the artwork's a bit juvenile, <laughs> just a touch. It's really <laughs> colorful, and it's funny. And I, you know, and it was so off the beaten path. It's so, it's so out of the out of the box from what I would normally read. I was like, I got to give this a chance. Sure. And I read it when I, and I read it when I first bought it. I didn't finish it, and then I sent you a whole list of stuff that I had gotten. And you're like, I want to do this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. So I put New Lieutenants of Metal to the side. I was like, I'll come back to this when we're actually ready to review it. So I just reread it today. I read the I read it in its entirety in a nice quiet house with all my wife and kids here and various girlfriends not call not texting me. This nice, quiet morning. It's me and the dog. So I flipped through it, and I'm like, it's juvenile, it's goofy, but it's off the beaten path, so I'll give it a read. And I read it today, and it's a simple enough story. Uh, if you're a big fan of metal, there, there's a lot laden in the dialogue that's kind of funny. I, I, it was amusing. you know. I, I, not everything has to be a 1 or a 10. There can be some 5s out there, and not everything has to be this like, great, you know, heady literature. Some things can just be mildly amusing for the time it took me to read the book. I'm good right. with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dude. This is absolutely nothing that is. Com- oh my goodness, this is so epic! You've got to, you've got to pick this nah. these issues up. The story within is just unbelievable. That yeah. is not it. A story can be just a story uh, and a fun one at that. Just there, it's something that is fun. Yeah, this isn't something that is one of those independent comics like Preacher or something like that that makes you right. go, oh man, you know, we, we you got to get this. Got to get your hands on it. This dropped in January of 2019. Ulysses Farinas, artist and writer. Uh, so they've done both. On well, this one, they're they're the artist, but they've not really done anything really of note with the big two. They were involved with some Judge Dredd, mainly a couple stories called Mega City Zero and Mega City Two. They've been around for a little bit, but they're fairly new to the comic scene, I would say. So let's start with the new Lieutenants of Metal. This is a this is a team kind of like, you know, your Justice League, kind of like your Avengers. This team gets together to 
fight off some of the baddies. But the good thing is they've got a metal bent to them. So we'll start with Mano Warrior, who uh, is currently, when you start this book, he is captured by uh, somebody and the, the rest of the team are trying to find him. He's a hero with powers bestowed upon him by a dying alien. Sounds very Green Lantern-ish. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's who Mana Warrior is. Then we have Vandenborg Riot. Yep. The closest a- analog for this guy is kind of like a beefier version of DC's Cyborg. There's uh, there's that. Then we have the Mighty Krieg, who is the androgynous leader of the group, wise in battle and wiser with words. We've got Spike, the resident panda pilot who doesn't like to be thought of as the team mascot. And then we have Steppenwolf, which I think a lot of this book, this book centers around Steppenwolf, who's this large mountain of a man who has a, the ability to turn into a rampaging werewolf that uh, he doesn't have much control over. Then our villains of this piece, there's one really main villain here, but we've, we've run into a couple other villains on the way. Sorry. To, the to the boy band now. villain is the best. Just, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was the highlight of the book for me. The Beeb and Le- he was leader of the boy band nation. And the Beeb has the intent of eradicating. He wants to eradicate the new lieutenants of metal. Mm-hmm. Then we have the monster trucks who are the first bad guys that the new lieutenants kind of face up against. These They're these Godzilla sized monsters that uh, they're always looking to do some citywide redecorating. And then there's the grunge, which I think is my favorite villain of this piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, think <laughs> oh, Solomon. that was great. <laughs> think Solomon Grundy, but add more zombie and flannel. There you go. That's, say, that's the grunge. Think Solomon Grundy, but also Kurt Cobain. <laughs> right. <laughs> he shows up and it's, oh man. So yeah, you know, so there you go. I mean, that's kind of our big players of the piece. Steppenwolf, obviously, like I said, the focus of this book, but aside from Steppenwolf, which I think will save kind of his discussion for last, you got any comment, any thoughts on the rest of these characters that show up? You already said you love the Beeb and the fact that he was the, the boy band nation. I like the um, Steppenwolf character. What's going on with him is like a major part of the book because a lot of it centers on he's this, essentially this werewolf character and he doesn't want to let the werewolf out because if he does, if he loses control, people will die and he has a conscience and he doesn't want to hurt people. He's trying to be a superhero. So a lot of the book is a very like Jekyll and Hyde werewolf type story where, you know, he's having an internal struggle and he doesn't want to give into the, you know, the beast and the madness and all of that. So I, I like that. I think, I think it better in, in better hands. It's a, it's a better told story because I think these guys watched a lot of this sort of thing and like, here's our take on it. And it's like, okay, but yours is not as good. Do you remember like when you were in high school and you had to do like writing assignments and you think you could write just as good as professionals. So you, so you try, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I, I remember, like, I was big into comic books, as I'm sure you were back in high school. I would write these, like, short stories featuring comic book characters, but I would be putting them into, like, I think I've told you this before. I would be putting them into, like, classic literature. So, like, Spider-Man's in the lottery and shit like that. Wolverine's in Lord of the Flies, that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm in high school, so I'm not nearly as good a writer as, like, real professionals. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you see what I'm saying? Right. That's kind of that's how this reads. Like, Decent effort, guys. As fun of a story as it is, they don't handle that theme, that kind of material with a tremendous amount of gravitas. It's kind of like, again, they saw a bunch of movies, they've read a bunch of comic books, they've read a bunch of novels, and they were like, here, this is our take on it. It's like, "Eh, it's all right. Let me do the synopsis real quick, and then then what we'll do, I'll kind of give you my thoughts on it. Um, 
Okay. When their teammate Mana Warrior goes missing, the new lieutenants of metal spring into action and try to find him. But first, they must stop the evil monster trucks from destroying the city. Once that is done, the team heads back to their headquarters and determines that Mana Warrior must be held captive. They just have to find out by who. Just then, the grunge busts into the new lieutenants of metal headquarters and attacks. As the Vandenberg riot and the Krieg struggle to hold the grunge off, team member Steppenwolf is afraid to attack as he does not want to lose control over his other form. However, with some encouraging words by Krieg, Steppenwolf transforms and leaps at the grunge, saving the pair but brutally killing the grunge. Meanwhile, Spike is able to send an ESP signal to Mana Warrior, who has been taken captive by the Beeb and the boy band nation. The signal gives Mana Warrior the boost he needs to escape his restraints and the facility as well. When the team discovers Pop Tech inside of the Grunge's nose, they figure out the Beeb was behind the attack. With Spike's tracking technology, the team heads out to find Mana Warrior. Mana Warrior is also being tracked by the Beeb, and the two teams meet in battle on a desolate, snowy field. The Beeb calls down a multitude of Pop Drones to do his bidding, but the new lieutenants of metal remain undaunted and look to find a way to end the fight. As Steppenwolf again fears letting loose his transformation, Krieg tells him that he believes in him and that he once had to learn to control his own powers. Krieg then begins to shake, and from out of nowhere appears an army of Krieg. Seeing this rare display of power, Steppenwolf is able to control his own transformation into the perfect lichen form, helping defeat the Beeb, Boy Band Nation, and his army of pop drones. Victorious, the team return to their headquarters where their celebration is short-lived. They learn that Madame Monstra is on the loose, terrorizing the city, and the new Lieutenants of Metal are off again to save the day. All right. Steppenwolf. Let's get back to Steppenwolf because you were talking about Steppenwolf there. <sighs> Very much a Hulk analog for me. Like I was drawing so many parallels to the Incredible Hulk. Like, okay, yeah, this is I, somebody I that, that I mean, but the Hulk has absolutely been called like a werewolf story. Jekyll and Hyde. Steppenwolf doesn't want to unleash this horror inside, even though he knows it'll help out the team. He just can't control it. And that's the thing he fears the most. As for that being the center of this book, I'm right there with you, dude. This is Joe Casey, I guess, just having a good time, uh, wanting to try and tell a story uh, that centers around a team who believes that heavy metal is like the reason they're there, that the the reason they are powered. Go ahead. Don't get me wrong. Like this is absolutely like a passion project kind of a thing. I don't think the writing is great. I think the writing is kind of juvenile, as is the art, but I think the art is supposed to be juvenile, and the writing, I think he thinks is better than it really is. However, what I can't do, I can't take away their passion for music. That's evident. That is all over this book. This is a love letter to a genre of music that these guys really enjoy. And I'm here for it. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm being too negative on on the book, I think it actually tells like a really nice story about, yeah, it's goofy, but it's not even about like the good guys beating up the bad guys. You know, if I, if I was to make this a movie, this is absolutely Steppenwolf's story about how, 
you know, becoming confident with his powers and not, you know, and getting over his anxiety and being his best full self. That's a very nice story. And I think and I think the book just kind of handles it on a very surface level way. And for me, like there's so much more there you could have done with this. And instead, they kind of just went for wouldn't it be funny if we made just a steady stream of heavy metal jokes? Right. That's and, <laughs> and jokes about like other parts of the music industry. And it's like, OK, I, I'm here for that, too. It's fine. I was amused. But, meh. <laughs> you yeah. know, the art style, it does look like an animated kids show that you would mm-hmm. see on on uh, Cartoon Network. That's yeah. what it looked like. It kind of looks like Johnny Bravo. Yes. Right. I, I was telling Coop that it looked like Steven Universe. Now, I know you probably I don't know if you've ever seen. I'm Steven. aware of what that is. Yes. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminded and, me of. <laughs> now ask me how many episodes I've watched. Yeah. Same here. I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen any of it. I just know that I've seen the character. I know I've seen other characters around, but that's kind of what it reminded me of. Now, there's one of the things that I've kind of dug at the beginning of each issue, at the beginning of each issue, they give a track list or playlist to listen to, I guess, while you're listening to it, while you're reading the book, which is pretty cool. I didn't um, do that. No, I didn't right, I. Right, but, right now. <laughs> it's three songs, I think, for each each issue. Uh, let me run them down here and you just tell me which one sticks out to you best. What, which, OK, so we got Shake a Leg by ACDC, which I don't know if I've ever heard that. Oh, you ever heard of Shake a Leg? Shake a Leg? Shake a Leg! Shake a leg. That's a great. First of all, I've seen ACDC in concert. Let me tell you, I was in my 20, like late teens, early 20s at the time. And I went by myself because I could not get anyone to go with me to Jones Beach to see ACDC. Um, one, youngest person there. Two, so many middle-aged women in leopard print. Just so many. And like big, fat, <laughs> fake fucking beach ball tits and leather everything and leopard print. And there's me, like, hanging out in my 20s. Nice. Love I think it was it. like the ball. I think it was like the uh, the ball breaker tour. Um, wow. Sp- yeah. So Spotify has a, this is I just looked it up. It's on the Back in Black album. Mm-hmm. It is the least played song on that album by like I don't know. Let me put my love into you is at twenty million. Shake a legs at sixteen. Uh, I don't know. Then, I, I I would have thought Shake a Leg was a more well known song. Yeah, I'm surprised. But okay, uh, here's an iconic shout of the devil. By Motley Crue. Oh, fuck yeah, man. So I think I've told you, I think we discussed this when we talked about the dirt and everything. When I read the dirt, Nikki Six talked about how they, him and his girlfriend needed to stop trying to summon Satan. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, it's entirely possible. This, this always cracked me up. It's entirely possible we really didn't summon Satan. And it was just the drugs. However, <laughs> what we experienced was that Satan totally showed up and we were getting a little too much into devil worship. Like, you know, I kid my daughter about Motley Crue because she's such a like, you know, an uber, you know, child feminist. And she's very much like she, she has an interest. She has a romantic interest in um, in other people. However, she's not tremendously. And I don't know if your daughter went through this, too, or if your boys are going through it, but like. She's not always like tremendously interested in watching it like on TV or in movies or something. And I kid her about Motley Crue because Motley Crue is so like overtly sexual. I mean, they wrote a, they, they wrote a song about strippers. You know what I mean? So I, I kid her about that all the time. And she's just like, I don't understand why women do this to themselves. And I'm like, uh, how long you got? So um, 
uh, we had we, we had to have a very frank discussion at the stadium door during all of that. My point is, like, that's what Motley Crue is known as now. That's that's what Steel Panther models themselves after. You know what I mean? When Steel oh, yeah. Panther's like, we need to be like overtly sexual, they're modeling themselves after Poison and Motley Crue. But Motley Crue is actually known more for devil worship, quote unquote, devil worship in oh, the yeah. beginning. And that oh, goes yeah. right to at the you know at, you know an hour and a half you asked me a question about this shout out the devil shout out the devil shout out the devil baby Ollie Crew makes it twice on this playlist uh, out of, I should say ass, out of these dude. twelve so I mean it, it's hard to say it's hard to tell that now because Vince Neil's a fat ass but you know <laughs> like <laughs> dude Motley Crew's the fucking shit so the other song by Motley Crew is Bastard uh, that they had listed in here this was on the second issue I actually don't know that one. I am right there with you. I mean, Shout Out the Devil is like what? I would say probably top three when it comes to Motley Crue songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be. Bastard yeah. is definitely not. For sure. Uh, so Free Wheel Burning by Judas Priest. Do you know that one? No, I'm, I'm actually very familiar, f- fairly familiar with Judas Priest, but I don't know that one. So that one came off of the 84 album Defenders of the Faith. It's a opening song, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't say I've heard of it either. This is a absolute classic, and I'm very, very glad they got some of this onto the playlist. Metallica's Battery. Oh, so, my God. First of all, have I ever played for you the Ensferum cover of Battery? I don't think it'll, so. It'll make you dick hard. Let me tell you, it's that good. <laughs> so there's Battery makes the playlist On Your Knees by Wasp. I'm not as familiar with Wasp. I know, I know Fuck Like a Beast, because of course they do. Okay. All right. Of course you do. Two Minutes to Midnight by Iron Maiden. Oh, my God. Two Minutes to Midnight. That's a classic, dude. And then follow that up. My goodness. Okay. So issue three, Two Minutes to Midnight by Iron Maiden, Peace Cells by Megadeth, mm-hmm. and War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Oh, that's, a, that's yeah, it. Well, I all, mean, all of those are fucking amazing classics. Right. That that right there is the issue right there. Mad, okay. Issue four has three songs, Madness at the Core of Time by Guar. Don't know that one. Did I tell you I'm going to see Guar um, next month? No. Yeah, I'm taking my friends Jackie and her boyfriend Doc in. I actually initially just asked Jackie to go because I asked her to go to all the concerts. And she's like, I think we should take Doc in too. I don't like Doc would love to see them. We're all going to dress in white. And I'm going to find it. I'm going to find a T-shirt that just has a bullseye on it. Oh, that'd be Ask great. I was going to say, like, do you like you weren't reacting at first? I'm like, does he not know why? No, this is this is <laughs> where, like, you will get covered with something. You are going to get yeah. hit with uh, blood of some sort. Um, if I'm lucky, it'll only be blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never washing I, this shirt again. I want to be a mess when it's over. Oh, man. So we are all we are all going in. Well, Jackie and I are going in white. Doc and will probably show up in, you know, eyeliner. But um and nothing else. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally dressing in like white basketball shorts and like a white t-shirt. And I want to be an ever-loving mess by the end of war. It's going to be fantastic. There is a documentary that I've been wanting to watch on mm-hmm. uh, Shudder. I don't know if you saw this being advertised anywhere but it's called this is guar well, I, I don't have shutter it's one of the few it's it's one of the few streaming services i don't have it's called this is guar and i've been wanting to mm-hmm. actually i might have to ask a friend on the internet see if they got it because i've been wanting to watch it actually just to maybe like, you can, I, uh, the, this maybe is one can, of those maybe, maybe you can flex your plex uh, i'll flex my plex trust me i just flexed it last night watching something um <laughs> so this is a band that you know guar is absolutely frightening to me like i've mm-hmm. i don't know if i've listened to anything by these guys ever 
And mm-hmm. I know for a fact that, you know, they're just kind of like well known for their antics on stage. And we just talked about what's going to happen to you. I'm going to be there for the Gwarbukaki. Oh, man. Next on that list was Am I Evil by Diamond Head. So is this the Am I yeah. Evil that Have you ever heard Metallica, Metallica covered? That? Yeah, that's exactly am what I was thinking. Am I Evil? Yeah, am yes, I am. I am. Am I Evil? I am man. And yes, okay. I am. Bow, now, now. This whole review of this comic book is you and me talking music again. That's, that is fine. That is perfectly fine. That's fine. Bark at the Moon by I'm, Ozzy Osbourne rounds us out. Oh, my God. Everyone knows Bark at the Moon. Yeah. Bark at the Moon. Dun, 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 dun. There's a really good punk cover of that on I the uh, say Punk Goes Metal. That at least three to four of these songs, a third of this playlist was on mm-hmm. Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to the Guitar Hero 3. It really does. Anyway, okay. Well, there you go. That's That's the 12 songs. Uh, so I don't really have anything else on this comic to talk about, to be honest. I mean, we talked about the art style, you know, it's got this cute little, this cute I have art something. style to it. I, I have something to talk about. If you okay. remove the splash pages from this, you have, you have maybe enough content for three issues out of the four. <laughs> well, you get down to a point where at the end, J- Joe Casey is just talking about his career. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. <laughs> there is a lot of splash pages like the title would show up and it'd be like, OK, new lieutenants of metal. That's three pages. Yeah. Yeah. It was over three pages. Like, again, there was a lot of filler in this book. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's... it had kind of, it had kind of like a mad ball style of artwork. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like like gross and juvenile somehow at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It... Like I'm watching them. I'm looking at this one where he tur- where Steppenwolf turns into the perfect lichen form, which is another splash page for what it is. OK, it's fine what it is. It's an interesting stylistic choice for a comic. It's not what we're used to. I'm not going to I'm not going to knock it for that. But it yeah, there is a lot of filler. There's a lot of like just things that are unnecessary. Like each one yeah. of these comics, like I said, there was a whole I don't know. There was probably the same amount of pages of Joe Casey going into his history on the back end of this thing. Yeah, I don't any of that shit. Yeah, I mean, nobody is. Uh, unless you... <laughs> unless you are... Which, Joe Casey, fine. He's a great, you know, he's a great uh, storyteller. He's been around for quite a while. That's fine. You want to talk about your career, great. But, I mean, is that just like, hey, I want to talk about my career and in order to get to it, here's a fun little comic okay well this is your passion project this is what you want to do great it just you know i don't know it it was okay i'm not i'm definitely not going to be giving this to anybody saying hey check this out this is great it's world moving Uh, you know whatever it's the new lieutenants of metal i don't know if there's going to be a sequel or not I don't think there's probably going to be too many people clamoring for it. Collider says Joe Casey on his headbanging new image comics title, new lieutenants of metal for those about to rock. We salute you had a chance to talk to Joe Casey ahead of the comics. First issue arriving on the most metal of holidays, July 4th. We talked about the Genesis of the comics idea and the suggested screaming and streaming soundtrack that sets the mood for each issue. The clash of musical genres and cultures that will be set up conflicts and new first off grunge getting killed. That upset me. Okay, I don't think <laughs> the grunge should have. I don't why? think the grunge should have died. The grunge was being controlled by pop tech, and the fact that metal killed grunge just was a symbol. Uh, it seemed like it was a symbol that he was trying to get across, and I didn't like it, Mark, because I'm a fan of grunge. What do you think? Of I that? mean, you can still listen to Nirvana; it's fine. But like, it, it, grunge had to go. He How about to. some Alice in Chains? I'm going to see Alice in Chains. I'm taking my you wife. You are. For 
wow, yeah. don't take any video or they will just wipe your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is one of two DMCAs we've received. No, three, because yes, it, it started is. with Taylor Swift. Um, it's funny. I was just remembering that I found a video of them performing live uh, at a recent concert, and I was like, wow, they put this on YouTube and didn't get flagged? How? <laughs> Dude, That's <flag>. amazing. <sighs> um, yes, I... I'm going to see Alice in Chains um, September 30th here in Florida. I'm taking my wife for our anniversary. They are playing with uh, Breaking Benjamin and Bush. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that'll be fun. Uh, I really like Alice in Chains. I'll tell you what, though. When I was a big metal snob, I liked I liked uh, Dirt. But then after Dirt, Alice in Chains was not tremendously heavy. So I kind of gave up on the band after a while. And it was like, eh, I'm not really into this. I remember. Now, Nowadays, I'm I'm not nearly the metal snob that I used to be. So it's like, oh, I still like like this band, and they make good music. So I want to go see them. So They're on my bucket list. I've never seen them before. Well, I'm glad. I, I hope you really do enjoy it. Although I, when I was watching that con or that uh, concert footage, watching the new singer do some of the older stuff, mm-hmm. mm, it's tough. It's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Okay. It's, it's tough. Like, to, he, does he not have the right tone? No, I think it's more along the lines of well, I mean, you can't compare his vocal style i guess you can but mm. when you you know when you look at his vocals compared to lane staley's it's just lane had his own thing and this guy has his own thing and I, it's just you know listening to him do lane's stuff that he had done before which there's no way that he could avoid doing those like if you go to an alice chain oh yeah Chains no concert, they don't play stuff off of fucking dirt right and dude. um whatever the one man in a box is on, people are going to like riot and like rip the seats up. Right, dude. <laughs> There's no way you can avoid it. No. All right. So what's the genesis of the idea for new lieutenants of metal? Uh, where did it come from? And uh, Joe Casey says, who could say for sure where these bizarre ideas come from? Somewhere deep in the fevered corners of my brain, maybe. That's a fucking cop out answer. <laughs> I think the actual name came first. So the name comes first. I just like the sound of it. It lent itself to certain kinds of characters and a certain kind of comics, so I just started building from there. To be honest, it's not rocket science. It's just about <laughs> letting your imagination run amok and be willing to go with it no matter where it goes. That, to me, is an honest answer. You know, he could have been really full of himself and, and talked about, oh, yeah, I put, you know, I worked he, really hard. He could hard have also answered up. the fucking question. <laughs> well, now, hold on. I mean, do you, when you look at this book, you can't sit there and say to yourself, well, he okay. put a tremendous Pete, amount of thought into this. Pete Steele talked about, it was either Christian Woman or Black Number One. I don't remember which one. But Pete Steele talked about writing one of those songs while he was on the shitter. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. If right. Pete Steele can talk can, can talk about his process, I don't know why Joe Casey can't. <laughs> he, sa- he says it right here. He says it just showed up. He doesn't know. He can't. He doesn't know where it came from. Also, you okay. want him to say specifically like where he was at in the day he came up with the idea for the new Lieutenant Metal. Okay, so I remember uh, wanting to do music reviews for Four One Mania. I wrote one for Green Day. I struggled with it. I said this is not really for me, but I still want to talk about albums. Maybe I'll start a podcast. We don't have a lot of those right now. This gives me a niche that somebody else hadn't really taken. Let me go ahead and do that. Uh, we'll review albums podcast style for 401mania.com. That wasn't I just whipped that up right out of my right out of my dick. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Just saying. It's not, All not right. that hard. Talk about your process. Okay. Okay. In your dick. Okay. In your dick. Right out of your dick. <laughs> right uh, I mean, you said your favorite part of this was them versus the boy band nation. Goddamn right. So, you know, what what could be 
next on the agenda for the new oh, lieutenants of metal? It's gotta be the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Rapping ninjas. That's what they need to fight next. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. See how I just came up with that right off the top of my head? It's not hard. Talk about your process. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty you. good. Mark Radlich, new lieutenants of metal. Yes, sir. We did it. At some point, we're going to talk again in the future. I'm sure of it. Any last words before we sign out of here? I'm thinking with my dick. Perfect. All right. <laughs> That's Mark Radlich. I'm Jesse Starcher. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Radlich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon. That's all right. It's okay because, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Fuck all night. Fuck all day. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All over my intro. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) Ah, perfect. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's got to have been months, right? Since we've done a podcast, yeah, you, you for threw me off together. the show. You 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 threw me off the off the show. I kicked you in the ass, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I am taking my show back because he doesn't need or love or want me anymore. That's oh, that's really what the bottom line here is. Listen to him, big yep. time, big time. Nice, naked. Oh. naked I was okay. <laughs> the dog Flipping the pages too. with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's you, you pervert. Or whom? I don't know which one that is, but uh, I can tell you <laughs> that fucking grammar they didn't tell me. Shout at the devil! So, okay. You Jesse, know, has, I, Jesse already has a mark-sized tumor. I'm a tumor, I'm a tumor, I'm a tumor, I'm a tumor, I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor, I'm a tumor. Please talk before I cut you off again. Do you miss being being try, trying to fucking brat tame me? Uh, um. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Thinking with my dick featuring Juicy J. Yeah, that's 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 my uh, that's my Ju- street Ju- name. <laughs> Juicy, it is now Dick Titten. <laughs> <laughs>